Hey everybody, welcome back to another really cool and fun episode. It's probably especially cool because I am not on this episode. Uh, we have Kelly Caldwell joining Kim and Drew for a really fun interview. It's a float conference special guest interview. And uh, Kelly not only owns her own float center, but it actually has six different modalities. And she's a distributor for float spot pods. So uh, there's a lot to talk about. It's a I would love listening to this. It's a really fascinating episode. Um, it took a lot of turns that I didn't anticipate. So um, enjoy this fun episode. And before we get started, I, Helmbot gets a big shout out in this episode. And um, you'll get to learn some cool stuff about Helmbot. One of the things they talk about is the responsiveness that Helmbot has. If you have a question, they are so fast to respond to you. Uh, it is better than any customer service I think I've ever experienced. Um, I'm not in this episode because I have an ear infection, and uh, I still cannot get an appointment to go in. I think I'm going to go into the emergency department and uh, get some antibiotics because uh, their customer service that I'm going through, not so fantastic. Helmbot, extremely responsive. If you have any questions about how to do something or you want some improvements, uh, they can let you know about uh, any of those things very quickly through the Helmbot uh, UI. Pretty nice. Helmbot.com is where you want to go to check them out. Get a tour. Make sure it's a good fit for you. It's fantastic. Also, shout out to Isopod. Love my Isopod float tanks. Uh, I keep, I'm working more and more shifts recently. I'm not 100% sure. I should look into why that is. Um, but I really enjoy opening the shop. I love checking out everything, making sure everything's going well under the hood and the filters and everything like that. And um, yeah, they're just big float tanks. Almost every single time somebody sees one of these tanks, they talk about how much more spacious it is than they anticipated, and it's so much friendlier than they, they anticipated. But what I love, what they don't know, and what they don't need to know is that these things are built like a rock. They're insane, all stainless steel components, beefy tanks that don't break down, and um, they also have responsive customer service just in case something eventually does uh, die out, which happens on any float tank. But man, these things are built well. i-sopod.com is where you want to go to check them out. And uh, yeah, tell them my Art of the Float sent you. I'm going to go to the ER and you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. My name is Drew. I own New Hampshire Float in Londonderry, New Hampshire, and I am involved in the float world in a bunch of different ways to include. I own a float center. I am on the board of directors for the Float Tank Association. I do a little bit of consulting, and I am also a member of this wonderful Art of the Float podcast, which also, don't forget, Patreon members, has video and photography, and we even recently launched a store with some really cool products that you can check out. And I'm Kim Hannon. I own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana with my husband, Graham. And uh, like Drew, it wasn't enough to wear just one float center owner hat. Um, I had to add on a couple more. So I also own Mindful Solutions that help support um, float center owners with things like marketing and training resources. Um, I'm the current president of Float Conference, um, our nonprofit, and FloatCon's coming up in August. So get your tickets. We just launched virtual tickets. Um, and I, let's see, what else? Um, Art of the Float. Uh, this is another big piece of how I'm involved in the industry. And then I have another one that's coming up. So hopefully I'll be adding on a, a fifth hat at some point soon because you can never have too many things to do in the float world. Um, we also have a special guest tonight who wears a lot of float hats too. So uh, tonight Kelly Culpel is joining us. So Kelly, how many hats do you wear? And tell us about those. Hey, um, thank you for having me. I wear a few. So I own my own float center in Greenville, South Carolina called Drift Float and Spa. Um, and I have recently launched uh, Drift Pods and Services, where we are the authorized U.S. distributor for Float Spa out of Budapest, Hungary. So we carry, um, you know, we, we handle all the sales for uh, pods and rooms. Um, from Float Spa, as well as keep all the stock and parts that any Float Spa owners 
uh, would need, um, you know, because things happen and you might need a filter immediately. Uh, so I'm the person that gets you that. And then I do a whole a host of consulting within that business as well. I love it. So um, it seems to be one of those things that like float center people can't do just one or you do just one and you realize like how intense it can be to do that one because, you know, just one is really like 17 different things that you're doing as an owner and, you know, owner, operator, like you're you're an accountant, a marketer, you're doing everything. But um, I think we tend to attract like people who do a lot. So, yeah, well, and when you love it and it's your passion you can't help but put all your focus there. So as your business gets easier to manage, then, mm-hmm. you know, you start another one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Drew, I think you're, we've lost I think your audio. you muted, Drew. I can't hear you. Jack, can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Kelly, I have just float tanks and I recently added a Pandora star and have a light, but you said you are, you know, uh, float and spa. What other services do you offer? Because obviously that's another added twist. I basically have to know about floating and a little bit about a light, but (laughs) you have to be an expert in a bunch of things. So what else do you have that you offer at your spa? So we have six services. Uh, We have our infrared sauna, uh, from Sunlighten, so it's a three-in-one, uh, so near, mid, and far infrared. And then we have three uh, float pods at the moment, um, looking to expand here shortly into a space next to us and pretty much double the amount of services we have. So, um, But currently I have a Lucia light, so similar to the Pandora Star, um, and then an oxygen bar, massage, uh, with a whole host of different kinds of massage. And um, I just recently added a mental health therapist who works out of our space with a very unique uh, technique called CRM. Uh, it's the complete resource model and it's trauma healing focused, um, which is really kind of the basis of why Drift started um, is, is that healing trauma. But of course, you know, all these different things do so much more than that, but that's what, you know, inspired me. So. That's great. That sounds like yeah. a lot. And how, how did you get involved with the distribution part of flow tanks? Yeah. So, um, I shopped around, you know, as everyone does when they're first starting a center, um, looked at all sorts of different manufacturers. I've, floated in almost every style of pod. Well, I know I've floated in every style, but um, most of the manufacturers I've experienced, which is great. Um, And then I ended up landing on Float Spa. I loved, uh, you know, all float float tanks and rooms and cabins, whatever style it is, um, have great sanitation, but with float spa, there was a marketing level that just really attracted me to it as well as a few different benefits. So most of our float tanks are made out of fiberglass, but these are made out of an antibacterial and antimicrobial acrylic. Uh, so there's no porous surface for anything to live. So it allows you to maintain your water just a little, well, your solution a little bit easier. Um, and they completely drain and fill between each customer, guaranteeing a hundred percent of the water has been filtered. Um, as well as, you know, uh, standard, they come with a sand filter, a cartridge filter, like a paper five micron filter, um, UV light, and then your choice of, you know, what you're using, whether it's chlorine, bromine, or hydrogen peroxide. So, um, it's multifaceted and also fit pool codes. And even though in South Carolina, you know, we aren't regulated, which is great. Uh, I wanted to make sure that whatever I did, if I wasn't grandfathered in, that I was set up already under whatever pool regulations they'd implement. Nice. And I love. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I got sucked into to the benefits of float spa. Cause I just love the pods, but the way I got involved was, um, over the years, I, you know, dealing with different issues that come up, um, coming to float conferences, getting to hang out with, um, 
Robert and and Andros, who unfortunately recently passed away, um, I just developed a really good friendship and um, kind of begged them for years, to be honest, to let me do this. (laughs) And um, they're just good people and good people to work with and and had created a really great system that I could stand behind. So they offered the position to me and I was excited to accept it. And Robert and Andras, they're the owners of Float Spa? Or so, were? so Andras is really the the guy who created everything, who's the engineering mind behind it and an owner of it. Um, I believe now that is has been passed on to his family. Um, but Robert is still heading it up and manufacturing's continuing and all of that. But that was definitely uh, a, a very sad thing to have happen. Sure. So, yeah, sorry yeah. to hear that. Um, as far as the equipment goes, can, is the filtration system something that could be added to another tank? Is that like, um, and do you sell that? Is that how it works? Or you have to buy the complete system? How, how yeah, does that work? Currently it's not separated because it's all patented together. Um, but I can certainly find out if they'd ever be open to changing that and, and going that direction because what they've built really is very smart. But there is a lot of, you know, connections with the pod itself back into that system that all work together. Um, in order to, you know, maintain heat properly, uh, you know, there's a option to add aromatherapy and there's options for the lights and music and, and all sorts of things. So, so it's, it's got a lot work? of really cool. Components. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. We're definitely like, gonna, I, I know where Kim's going already. I saw her <laughs> light up and I saw the same thing. Aromatherapy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, How do you do that? So basically, um, in the filtration area and in, in all the mechanical area, there is a little foam piece that is encapsulated where you can easily access it. Um, and then just add a couple drops of whatever aroma, you know, essential oil that your client chooses or you choose. And it will intermittently throughout the float just kind of disperse a little bit through, through water. Wow. So um, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's Wait, a nice little in the little air way to or in the water? No, 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 in the air, not in, not okay. in the solution. Does it yeah. make a little? <laughs> no, there's no sound to it. <laughs> they definitely thought that out. That's fascinating. No, there's no like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the ones in the like fancy bathrooms that shoot off yeah, at like right. a fancy hotel every yeah. once in a while. It's nothing like that. You don't have like Febreze flying at your face during a float, so. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there's little foam cartridges, basically, that you can remove, put a new one in, clean that one, and then... And it's pretty quick to air out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not something where... It's not an environment where you want to overwhelm the senses with anything, obviously, right? Yeah. So some people, like myself, I'm just a purist. I want no lights. I want no music. I want no nothing. And um, so, but it gives the option to kind of have that integrated. And it it seems to be calibrated to just the right amount where because your senses are already heightened, um, it's not it's not overwhelming at all. Yeah, That's it's such an interesting. Yeah, it's such an interesting concept, and you know, I've been working um, with someone on something to introduce um, aromatherapy during the float. And, you know, that's one of those, like, it's a back burner project because, you know, another hat that I want to put on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we've, we've had folks who've said, like, you know, they've called ahead of time to see if we actually have any kind of essential oils or anything being used in our center because they're allergic to specific things. And so that would be, you know, my my only concern, um, like, if somebody is yeah. allergic to um, eucalyptus, then, you know, I obviously wouldn't want to use eucalyptus in that in their suite. So if it's one of those, like where it's just a little minimal, um, amount and that, you know, you know that it's getting cleared out before the next guest, like that, you know, would be ideal. So, but it's a really, that I think that's the only ones I've ever heard of that do that. Right. 
Yeah. That, yeah. I, as far as I've ever heard, too. That's pretty it's a rad. Cool, it's a cool add-on, and I really haven't leveraged it much with my current mm-hmm. business um, yeah. or with my current center. Um, mm-hmm. I'll offer it to people who've done it a few times, but first off the bat, I don't necessarily want everybody like having a bunch of decisions to make because they're already usually they're already a little bit nervous or like overly excited about floating like I was my first float. So yeah, Yeah, definitely. And, and because we want them to kind of have that full experience of noticing when you come out, all of a sudden you can smell things that you didn't smell before and you know, all of that sort of stuff. Totally. Yeah. Can I just add that? I think with this whole COVID and I, I'm convinced I've had some smell issues since I was vaccinated. Like I have people who say they smell stuff. I'll smell stuff. I'll ask other people. They don't smell things. And I think there's a lot of like messed up smells these days. So, um, I've actually, I'm, that's the type of thing. If they could figure out how to sell that, to fit. Yeah. I wonder if that could be be huge. I, you know, cause I know from friends who have had COVID and had the smell issues and had, to use essential oils to kind of like stimulate and like bring it back. I wonder if within the float environment that could be extra beneficial. It seems like it would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Something to think. Is that something Kelly that you, you charge extra for or how does that add on service kind of work? Yeah. Well, like I said, I haven't really leveraged it hugely in my center because I have so much going on. You do, <laughs> um, <laughs> you do. <laughs> right? So. And, it, and it and it might be what like a five ten dollar markup. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. if you're charging sixty dollars for another service, you know, right? right? Yeah, you're spending your time doing other yeah. things. So. Yeah, or maybe you know, like it. Uh, one thing I've done is like for Valentine specials when we'll come out with like a cool body wrap with chocolate raspberry fondue mud or whatever we're doing. Plus a float with like those same scents integrated where you have this kind of like, you know, very well constructed kind of meal of a spa day um, where all those flavors kind of carry over. So, um, yeah, something like that, you know, you can kind of integrate that into the special price and just kind of amplify, you know, what you're doing and, and what they're getting. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it is. And I do want to say, I don't know if we had addressed this, but um, you are here as a partnership with the float conference and you will be yes. having a booth at the float conference, which will be in Portland, Maine. Don't fly to Portland, <laughs> Oregon, Portland, Maine. Uh, no, so people who, tickets. yeah, double check that. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have a, you'll have a booth there and people can talk to you and ask you more about this uh, at the float conference at the end of August, uh, August 26th to 28th. Is that right, Kim? You got it. I yeah. Think we remembered Super that. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, we just launched virtual tickets too. And so we'll even have a special place where you can um, get in touch with uh, all of our sponsors there and be able to, you know, if you can't make it, you'll still have access to uh, chat with the sponsors, you know, so if you have questions for Kelly, of course you can um, use our platform to be able to reach out to her there too. So, um, awesome. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to be there. It, how many float conferences have you been to Kelly? I think this is my fourth. Yeah. Maybe nice. my fifth, but yeah. I know during COVID, you know, I wasn't able to come. And then there was a couple, there was a year or two there where, you know, it just didn't make sense for me to leave my business mm-hmm. at the time, whether we were in a hiring and training phase mm-hmm. or, you know, something. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> about that. Cause you mentioned earlier, like, you know, having grown your business to the, the point where you can step back and, you know, do some other things. Like what was it for you that made that difference? Like, how did you get there? Because most of us do start working at our centers 24 seven, you know, except Gloria, <laughs> yep. which Gloria and Dylan, we love you guys. We miss you tonight. Wish you could have been here, but we're going to have fun without you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. how did, how did that transition go for you, Kelly? Um, you know, I mean, definitely the first year, year and a half, two years I was living there, um, a lot. Um, so, uh, you know, over time, I just, 
I think, you know, one of the things is I've always had a focus on making sure that anyone who works with me feels very well taken care of and like I'm trying to do everything I can to make sure that, you know, basically I don't underpay my employees. You can only afford to do so much. Um, but I, I also try to find opportunities for growth for them, um, encouraging them in whatever career path they want to go down. Um, and so my current manager, I think that was a big, uh, big changing point when I was able to, to get to a level where I could pay a manager a proper salary and have them take over some of my duties and and be responsible for filling in when people call out where I'm not, you know, strung out and <laughs> all that. Tell me more Seizure. about that. <laughs> That's it's been my dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't call me, call me. <laughs> yeah, and I mean still still things happen and you know, I I try not to overwork anybody, so I'll step in if somebody calls out and and certainly help with that, but um I put policies into place around vacation and unpaid time off. And if you're sick, you must go to the doctor at this point because I had some stubborn employees too who just wouldn't go to the doctor and extend that for a really long time. Um, So I think policies took it a far way, but also just finding the right people who are passionate about caring for people and helping people and then giving them the benefits that they, that make them happy and, and allow them to enjoy their lives in work and outside of work. So now I take one shift a week. I work, you know, until the afternoon on Tuesdays. And um, otherwise I'm, you know, doing other things for us outside, which there, as you know, there's plenty to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, And Kelly, you said you now have a therapist at your place? Yeah. Yeah. We have a mental health therapist, um, licensed counselor. Um, and you know, one thing I pride my spa on is, uh, probably similar to you guys is having little known therapies and tools that are extremely effective and not readily available anywhere else. Um, you know, kind of massage outstanding, but I do have some pretty incredible massage therapists who are, you know, have integrated a lot of skills. Uh, so I, I look for that in every area to offer the most benefit. Um, and so the, the mental health therapist, I actually went to high school with her. She was a couple years ahead of me. Um, and she found in a, and, and got trained in, um, uh, it's called the complete resource model. Um, and it, it kind of integrates like all these different Eastern philosophies. It's got breath work. It's got visualizations. Um, I can kind of tell that it's, you know, bouncing off some chakra stuff. Um, so it's kind of woo woo and integrated with traditional mental health counseling. Um, but it's, it seems to be proven and, and really effective for PTSD in particular. And is that something that integrates the other services or is it its own separate service? And if people want to do other services, they will. Or is there a, um, you know, an actual method to like, hey, do this service, do that service, and then we'll talk. (laughs) Right. Just separate things. So so typically it's separate. But my therapist, you know, we did go to high school together. Her name is Vanessa. Um. But we didn't really, I mean, we had some crossover and we were friendly with each other, but we never hung out. So um, she approached me about doing it because she was so taken with the Lucia light and with floating and saw how those integrated so well as beneficial when you're healing from trauma. Um, So she'll definitely recommend that to her clients um, and say, you know, if we're doing one session a week, maybe try and get one Lucia light or one float a week or once a month or kind of talk to them about what their budgeting options are as well. So, right. I love that. 
I feel like that's one of the opportunities that we've really missed because there's actually um, a counselor in our building, you know, literally right above us. Um, and we just haven't had an opportunity to make those connections. And, you know, um, and I think part of it is because that's kind of a part time thing for her. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think just having those two paired together uh, or in your case, like six plus, you know, yeah. all of that paired together can be such a really powerful um truly a place of healing for people. Um, you know, and as soon as you started talking about uh, the therapist and we've talked about that stuff before, um, I like, it's just such a really awesome, um, service to be able to provide to your community and how beautifully it does pair with all of those other services. And I think that's the thing is, you know, whenever we're growing our centers to look for things that aren't just, nice to have or easy to implement, but that you can really integrate into a strategy for people. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Drew, you looked like you were about to say something. I was just thinking about how amazing it is when people come out of a float and even before they might say, I'm going through these things and then they float and then how good people feel after a float and I can only imagine, that's all I can do because I'm not going through it, but I can only imagine if someone who was struggling with something floated and then felt the way that they felt and then talked to somebody about it because they're um, not as stressed, not as tense, not as, um, you know, wound up from the world, right? You're able to like kind of let go and say, you know what, this is how I feel and can kind of, I don't know. I just feel like when people come out of a float and have these kind of epiphanies about their own emotions and stuff that they're going through that that's where I often talk about being a bartender kind of because we're kind of therapists behind the desk for people who float. And like, I I don't know, imagine a world where they just walked right into someone's office who was a professional knew what they were doing. And Again, I only imagine what kind of benefit they could have. So um, Mm -hmm. I would definitely love to hear. Maybe that's something you can keep an eye on, Kelly, is trying to track a a couple customers who do see the benefit of that or integrate into that. And um, what kind of what kind of progress they make. Right. People are really struggling who come into float. And that's one of the biggest things that. I think keeps my employees, I I struggle with employees, but the ones that I get stick around because they see these Mm -hmm. things, these like, whoa moments. And I think it's wonderful with all the services. I wish I had space for more services. I'm I'm a little bit jealous of everyone who can (laughs) add a bunch of stuff. And I think it would be great to have somebody there. So hopefully, and I'm sending you good vibes, boom, good vibes (laughs) to you for people to benefit from that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's um, potentially the future to have something like that integrated into your, your center, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I would love to track stuff like that. I, I used to do a PTSD program where I just give, you know, 10 free floats and in exchange, you fill out these forms before and after everyone. And, um, Interesting. Let me use your name or not. Um, and so we tracked a, a lot of different things. I worked with a friend who's a PhD in stress physiology. So she kind of helped me put all that together. Um, and it was really interesting, um, both in how many floats actually people ended up doing. Um, I think there's there's maybe a little bit more benefit if they do pay something where they're kind of investing in it for themselves as well. Um, but the people who completed it uh, haven't stopped coming. So um, some of them turned into ambassadors and some um, are just members. Um, and yeah, so I think the the matchup with with the counseling would be fascinating to track. Hmm. Yeah. Like the wheels are, are spinning. <laughs> yeah, you know, so like, many ideas. Can I, what can I do? Yeah. Um, yeah. I am curious, though. I want to kind of take it back a minute. Um, 
you were talking before about how um, invested your employees are really and to be able to kind of support them in their career goals and things too. Um, and, you know, if you've listened to the, the show for a while, you've you've gotten to experience some of Drew's like ups and downs with employees. And um, we've just grown our team um, significantly and like scaled back. I'm at the center, you know, once a month. Um most months now, like that's, that's kind of, uh, where we are. I was like you, like I was there weekly, um, all day on Sundays. That was my shift. And, um, I've just recently scaled back so that I'm there about once a month. My husband is now down to two to three days a week. Um, and like, it's all this life changing stuff, but I'm curious whenever you're looking for employees and, um, what is it that you're looking for you know, for someone who is a good fit for you, because I think that's something that really as an industry we struggle with is like trying to find that sweet spot because we obviously can't afford to pay a ton. Um, and compensation is, you know, one piece of it, but really what are you looking for in that personality fit for your team members? Yeah. I look for heart centered people for people who are already in touch with some of their own consciousness i guess and interested in consciousness exploration um and and people who are just like i don't mean this to be offensive to anybody with ocd but just like a touch ocd um because cleanliness is everything (laughs) Um, especially in our space so um very detail-oriented people um and then i don't know there's like an x factor where it's just like the right people find you and mm-hmm. you just kind of know. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to give people a float before I hired them, just like, you know, come try it out if they hadn't already. Um, you know, you don't have to love it in order to work here, but it certainly would help. And also would love to know if you feel like it's a good fit for you. Because if you hate what we're doing, it's not going to be an enjoyable job. Right. Um, so that's an approach I've had as well for people I interview and really like. Um, sometimes that's the next stage I'll take them to. Um, but yeah, I, I think every time, like I just got out of a hiring and training phase. And every time it's like, when you jump on it, I've been doing virtual interviews and it's like when you jump on that Zoom meeting or Indeed meeting or whatever, it's just this like we're connected, you get it and this is right for you kind of thing. So, yeah, I do, wish I could do, put I'm, quantities. Will you, I, will I agree. you do my hiring? <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's so funny you say that, Kelly, because like a a lot of times, you know, people ask me, like, what do you look for, you know, in hiring team members? And really, like, I'm intuitive and like not in the like this kind of intuitive, but like my gut just tells me the second I meet somebody whether or not we're going to be a good fit. Um, and that's how I've been hiring folks and, you know, knock on wood, we've been really fortunate that like I can meet someone and immediately be like, Ooh, nope, mm -mm, that's not, that's not it. And, and it's not a, it's not physical appearance. It's not judgment, but like, it's, it really is a lot of energy. And I love like the way that you describe it though, that it's heart centered. Um, and, uh, one thing that I've really started kind of diving into is the highly sensitive person. Um, uh-huh. It's a book that I read, and if you're familiar with HSPs, like HSPs, yeah. it's kind of that OCD factor without it being a clinical diagnosis. You know, HSPs right. are um, the word that they use in the book is conscientious. Um, you are very aware of your surroundings. You notice everything that's happening. Um, and for HSPs, that's why like floating is such a magical experience because it takes away all the things that you're like, ah, the world is so loud and chaotic. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I float is just to kind of calm everything that I see and everything I'm aware of. And, um, you know, we just promoted one of our employees, um, uh, to a senior position. And, you know, she is definitely a highly sensitive person. She's very aware of what's happening, you know, not just in the space, but with people. And she's kind of checking in. She knows like how people are feeling about things. And um, it's, it's kind of that like sixth sense that you're mm-hmm. just aware of everything going on around you. And 
Um, I think that's one of those things that there's actually some quizzing that's out there for HSPs. Like how, where do you fall on the scale? And it's really funny because my husband and I took and I was like super high on the scale. I think I had one question that I didn't answer yes to. And he had one question that he did answer yes to. <laughs> and, you know, so Can we kind I of balance each a, other. I <laughs> have a theory. Um, does it bother you to hear people chew? Uh, yes. Misophonia. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Sounds. Um, I have a, I have a uh-huh. theory that anybody who is, who's kind of in that category is, is like it, it extends to that. Like I'm I pretty sure if you have an issue hearing people chew or smack or crinkle. Yes. There you um, go, Drew. That's your, that's your new interview question. <laughs> Do you do you crinkle things? Do you like to crinkle? Everyone's got pet peeves. Yeah. Um, but it, it's really interesting. Like, and sounds really bother me. Uh, I hate white noise. Um, like they're just, you know, so many of those little things, but it, it, I think it just goes to like, everything feels overwhelming, you know? So, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm curious. Have you ever asked anybody that in an interview? Like, I've never asked anybody that. That just yeah. came to me, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because I have a hard time with that. And it I'm going to ask my team. That anybody who's highly sensitive would also, because my mom is that way. She's, yeah. I don't think I mentioned this. My mom is my business partner at my spa. Um, and she also cannot, cannot, especially if she's stressed or like tired. And it's the same for me. I don't hungry. know if it's a learned behavior for me, but um, I think I'm more sensitive than not. And um, yeah, it, like the like in the movie theater, if somebody's crinkling their popcorn behind her. She'll do the like. Oh, interesting. You know, signaling that they're being too loud with that. <laughs> I feel really called out right now. <laughs> yeah. You feel like I just that. went to the movies <laughs> for the first yeah. time in. I mean, a couple of years. And as I was sitting there, like the person beside me was just constantly making noises. And like, it's a really big, like one of those like plush kind of theaters. And as we're sitting Mm -hmm. there and and I could hear, like I could hear him breathing. I could hear everything. And And then the person behind me took off their shoes. And so I could smell their feet. And it was just like... You've uh, lost all sense of decency with COVID. Right? That's what that yeah, me. Totally. What's wrong with people? <laughs> My goodness. If you got stinky feet, you can't take off your shoes in a the movie theater. <laughs> uh, um, and it, I'm surprised I let people take off their shoes whenever they come into the float center. Like, you know, that's one of our requirements at, up front. And <laughs> I think it's only uh, because there's too, enough distance. It, you yeah, can tell when some people know they have stinky feet. They're like, uh, uh, my shoe? You want me to take them off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go in there with them. Uh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny because I, I don't think I've ever noticed that. But I'm going to have to watch for those folks to yeah, see how they respond that. to that question. And yeah, kind of go back it's... to the area and take a whiff. Usually they stink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's that's a really fun theory. I'm going to have to definitely check with my team and uh see if if that's one of the questions that we should implement in the hiring process. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Um so this has been so much fun, Kelly, just to see like all the different hats that you wear. Is there anything else that, you know, you want to share with people either about Float Spa, about Drift, about being a float center owner, um about the consulting work you do, anything at all? Um yeah. Well, on all this employee stuff, I do uh, do consulting for um, hiring, for employee manuals, for training, um, all of that. So if that is something you need, Drew, hit me up. Um, In my head, I was just thinking, oh, this was a joke, but maybe there's something there that could help me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm in yeah. need. It's summertime. I know I could hire help. I want mm-hmm. to hire help. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I'll just shut down what I don't want to work this summer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also like, wow, I could put the effort in to hire and continue to make money and employ people. And I, de- I keep going back and forth with like, it might be, I'm just being lazy and 
not wanting to deal with things. So I'm like, ah, I'll just shut down. <laughs> like that's, oh God. you know, five years in, I'm like, ah, I'll just, sh- I'll close. <laughs> like, all right. I know that's not the uh, answer, but I'm delaying what I should be doing and probably reaching out to someone like you and asking for help. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd be more than happy to. Yeah. And you know, Drew, like, find that balance, you know, if, if you can get some good folks in there, it really does. It's amazing. Like, um, I mean, we just expanded to seven days a week. Um, and that, that was a big shift. And it's one that like our team is actually kind of struggling with because we had all of this pent up demand in about five days. And now that it's spread over seven days, we actually opened up like 49 additional spots and all of a sudden our days don't feel full. And, but like we feel like we're dead and we've all had this and like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Are we going to survive? And like, we're actually beating our numbers from last year. Our sales are up, like everything is up, which is to be expected, but we're all like chilling, you know, um, mm-hmm. like totally. And Side so that notes, means like, and- I need to step up marketing, but <laughs> yeah, but also yeah. I personally like, so I'm, I offer what I can work and that's what I offer, but I'd rather you be open it more and have mm-hmm. more availability with less full, right? I'd rather mm-hmm. be 80% full and there's always somebody who wants to book or, you, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd rather mm-hmm. do that. And, um, so maybe we will be talking Kelly. And <laughs> yeah. Also, I know we already mentioned it, but people can find you and say hello to you. Uh, we were talking a little bit before, we started recording and you are very friendly and very approachable. So people Thanks. can stop by and say hello at the float conference mm-hmm. and they can, where can they reach you? Otherwise, how would they yeah. reach out to you? So, um, driftgreenville.com, D R I F T greenville.com is, uh, my spa's site. There is a page on there for start a float center where you can see all the different consulting services we offer as well as, Schedule a free 30-minute consultation with me, um, and I can get quotes or whatever you need, um, or you can just come float with us and enjoy it, and we'll be happy to have you. Um, so, yeah, so you can you can hit me up that way. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook at Drift Greenville. I'm still working on a website for our um, distribution and consulting stuff so right now it's living on my spa's site for now so and real quick i want to give a shout out to kim one of the things that i took off my plate after four years of doing all my own branding all my own marketing all my own social media posts i hired kim and her company to do my social media and it's been awesome so thank you. If you need it's, a social media planned. consultant, that wasn't planned. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I, it's just, you know, when you run a business day in and day out and you take something off your plate and it alleviates your mind. Um, I didn't realize how much that was constantly in the back of my head. And mm-hmm. so it's been personally and business wise a great decision. Thank you. Isn't it funny how I was just messaging with someone who lives in Europe about when you, where you struggle to find value to pay someone to do something and you think, oh, that's whatever that it costs. You think I'll just do it myself and save the money, but (laughs) it becomes the, the, the cost versus what it takes out of your time, Mm -hmm. your energy, Mm -hmm. your mind, your soul, your, your, Right. There's all these these other things that it's hard to put a value on how much time you would spend doing something. And you hear a number for whatever it costs and you say, oh, I'll just do it myself on top of all these other things you're doing yourself. And sometimes there's a a addition by subtraction. You're yes, you're paying someone to do that, but it frees up your time and energy and thoughts and decision-making and all these things we get burnt out on. It's better off to pay somebody to do it and at least try it. But there's this, I see this in talking with other float center owners where they struggle to get, let go of something, pay somebody else Mm -hmm. to do it and give it a try. Spend, spend a couple months worth of the money and try it out and see the benefit of it. 
and it's amazing when you can you finally take that step. You said what after four years you right. you handed it off and you're at a yeah. spot where you feel comfortable to do that and it's been beneficial for you to do other things as you're growing yeah. and expanding, right? Well, and to be fair, you know, the the consulting that I wanted to see for that hadn't been created yet. So <laughs> then it got to a point where there was somebody I saw working for other people that I trusted and seeing, you know, what you'd already done, Kim, um, that that put a lot of confidence in me to do that. But it's the it's the same thing with starting a float center. Like people have these hurdles about I'm spending so much money on construction and float tanks and all these things. And then they're like, and I'm supposed to hire a consultant. And yes, like whether it's me or it's someone else in the industry, it's too hard of an environment to tackle all by yourself. So like get ahead of the game. That's what I did. (laughs) And I agree also for anyone out there who's listening, I have taken, I I hired Dylan as a consultant Mm -hmm. back in the day, you know, five, six years ago. And as I look into new things that I'm interested in and potentially pursuing as a business, I have no problem spending a couple hundred bucks to hire someone as a consultant to, to answer questions. And people kind of struggle with that. And it's like, no, Mm -hmm. it is so worth it to just get the answers from somebody and not have to spend your time digging. And in something like floating, it's kind of tough to find the answers out there on the internet. You're really going to get more by paying someone and asking those questions. And it's not too easy to go, uh, you know, a lot of, you can go work at a restaurant and then end up, you can go through all the things and go open your own restaurant, but it's hard to do that. Not everyone has access to a float center that you can go and learn the ropes. So yeah, yeah, it is very much worth it. So anyone out there who does not currently own a float center or is maybe thinking of adding a float tank, trust me, very worth it to just pay somebody and ask the questions and get the information Mm -hmm. and you'll get more information than you probably expected to get because what you don't know is what you don't know. And there's a lot of it in the float world, right? Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. It's true. And I think we we see that every day looking at centers that are thriving are typically the ones who have been able to, you know, kind of disperse some of that workload and to look to other people for expertise. Um, you know, DIY is kind of in our blood to some degree for, for I would say, the majority of us. Yeah. But it is finding those things, like you said, Kelly, of like, what can I offload um, to somebody else who loves doing it because that's going to show up in their work. Mm-hmm. But also that where you can take your time and talents and put that you know, all of that energy into something else where you can grow and thrive, you know, as a result of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at, at actually hiring somebody to help on some of my marketing stuff, not the social, <laughs> not the, not the organic right, social, because sure. that's mine. I love it. Um, but you know, I'm looking at hiring somebody to help on some of my other stuff. And, um, I don't think any of us are in a position where we can just say, you know what, I can do it all. Um, you might be, yeah. you know, hurting yourself. Um, if you're doing that, so it, it takes a village and we've yeah. got an awesome And you got to have time to float. Yes. So. Yes. I'm going to go schedule my float. Like practice. As soon as you finish. Yep. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, Kelly, um, before we wrap up, what type of software do you use for your system? You have a lot of stuff going on. Oh, I use Helm. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm so, yeah. as I was asking the question, I thought, please don't say something else. I, we all use Float Helm. Float Helm is an awesome. It's the not, best. I guess not Float Helm. It's Helm now because they can do a lot of services. And just wanted to shout out Helm. So you have a whole bunch of services. You mm-hmm. use Helm and you do okay with it. You enjoy it. I love it. I mean, you know, there's been issues from time to time, but that's true of any web-based software. Um, overall, it's been a dream to work with. Um the guys at Float Tank Solutions and Float On, you know, all the all the people up there on their whole team, um, really just phenomenal. And it's clear that they float because everything's so well thought out on both sides, both the customer side and the back side for us. Um, I use the logbook religiously. Uh, I use it a lot for project management and task management for my own stuff too. So. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much have no issue and I love it. 
I mean, I'll make suggestions for how to improve it, but um, because which they're responsive things. to, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah very totally. responsive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll ask a question, get an answer back within minutes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. crazy. So I'm often shocked yeah. how I'll send a message on it. I've literally sent messages on like Saturday night or Sunday morning, and I'm like. You don't have to get back to me. I know it's the weekend and they're getting back to me. I'm like, you're three hours behind me. I think it's 3 yeah. a.m. I don't know what you guys are doing, but chill out. You don't have <laughs> well, to respond so quick. <laughs> I'm like, is it is it the staff at Float On? Because they're like 24. I don't know if they're still 24 six, mm-hmm. but they were 24 hours a day. So I'm like, are they just chilling? Yeah. While no, they're just awesome. I don't I think they're working from home. I think. I think yeah, they're all in float tanks. Like they're all floating and then they hear a little ding come in and they like read it and they're like, you know, it's all voice to text. got Google Glass on in there. Oh my gosh. You guys, I have to tell you, I, I chatted while we were talking about the whole question about whether or not it drives you crazy to hear people chewing. I chatted one of my team members who's at the center closing up right now, and she said, yes, it does. And she's a rock star. So I think you're onto something, Kelly. Yeah. New interview question. New interview. That is a – it should be a new interview question. Yeah. I guess that that, – when in the in that environment, it totally bothers me too. Like if it's quiet and you're making those sounds, like shut up, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like be quiet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Kelly, this has been so much fun having you on and just hearing all the different things that you do and getting to you know learn a little bit from you and be inspired from you know by what you're doing too. And thank you for everything that you do for the industry too. I know you're um, also pretty involved in you know helping folks out. So it's thank you for that. Well. Thank you, and yeah. thank you all for having me on. I can't wait to see you in person yeah. at the float conference, and hopefully everybody's comfortable with hugs, because um, I will gladly hug. There so. will be lots of hugs. Yes. Lots of yeah. hugs. Awesome. 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 Yay. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you all. And as always, ask your employees if they uh, if they can handle hearing people chew. <laughs> New interview question. Good night.